today's guest, Maria Bonelli, CEO of Seco. This will change dramatically the next years, uh, especially the, with the new uh, European taxonomy, uh, where you need to declare how many of your turnover you're doing with sustainable products. And you need to declare what your costs and your resources are. And, um, and this, uh, this will change uh, because green, to have a green spirit is good. But for a company, it's also important that it's, you know, economic-wise also feasible. Tech Talk, the automotive aftermarket podcast. Hi and welcome to the very first episode of our Tech Talk Automotive Aftermarket podcast, which we recorded at Automechanica Frankfurt. I'm Christian Müller, VP Marketing at Tech Alliance and your host. We start with quite a big and hot topic, sustainability, or more precisely with circular economy. Maria Bonelli and her company Seco are one of the biggest experts in the field. They are kind of hidden sustainability champions, so to speak, and mostly known for one of their service brands, which is Corman Net. Maria basically spent all her career in the automotive aftermarket dealing with the circular economy topic and is super knowledgeable. We discussed the now imminent challenges of the electrification of the car park, why companies must now invest into the topic, what role knowledge transfers through publicly funded project plays for her business and how the whole topic will get even more traction with a new generation of leaders stepping into the market. So in a nutshell, urgent topic, very smart and knowledgeable guest. So without further ado, let's dive right into the podcast. Hello and welcome to our new Tech Talk format from Automechanica Frankfurt. This is our first talk. It's early morning and a Tuesday. We are all still quite busy with the show. And I welcome our first guest, Maria Bonelli. She's Thank the you. CEO of eEco. And I'm really glad to have her here. Maria, how are you this morning? I'm good. It's uh, indeed uh, very early in the morning, and uh, but I'm really happy to be here. And thank you for the invitation. Thank you. Yeah, finally, we are really happy to make use of our brand new studio here. Uh, how does it feel for you to be back on on-site events? It's, uh, it's amazing. Uh, the first thing when I entered uh, the hall, it was like, smelling smelling trade fair <laughs> smelling the carpet and uh, it's really good it's um, amazing uh, and i'm really looking forward to meet business partners colleagues friends yes yeah i guess also that this is this is very important a lot of a lot of colleagues asked me from the industry do you think we still need trade fairs do we need these big shows and i i personally think I, as I don't know if we need the big shows because uh, today is different. Your products or your information is accessible 24-7 basically yeah. via the internet. But I guess what the industry really needs is like a place to come together. And we've seen this as well with our event tonight. We have so many people signing up. We, we have, to, have to order more food actually <laughs> this evening. So I guess... Everyone is really excited mm. to be to be Indeed, back again. I also think that the trade fairs will change a little bit. It's not about you know uh, presenting products uh, itself, especially as uh, a lot of things are changing towards digitalization. Um, and uh, but we need 
a place to meet, uh, a place to have uh, contacts. And therefore, this is, to be honest, this is also my main scope uh, for the Auto Mechanica this year, to meet uh, my business partners. And um, yeah, after almost two, two and a half years, uh, online uh, talks, it's good to see uh, each other again. Yes, so. definitely. No, and no one is wearing pajamas, so everyone dressed <laughs> up properly. Uh, especially <laughs> the shoes, right? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yes. So, but uh, first, because there might be some uh, some uh, listeners and viewers we have which don't know yeah. you, so could mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you as a company are doing? Yeah, so my name is uh, Maria Bonelli, as you already mentioned. Uh, I'm 40 years old and uh, I study mechanical engineer. Uh, quite a few years ago uh, and since uh, November last year, so 2021, I've become the CEO of Circular Economy Solution, short SECO. Um, and uh, yeah, so what is SECO doing? Um, a lot of people know Cormanet. Cormanet is our service brand for the automotive aftermarket where we are offering services for the uh, core management um, meaning the collection, uh, inspection, so meaning identification, evaluation of, of used products so that at the end, um, remanufacturer can, can use them again um, for, yeah, for the reman program. Um, yeah, exactly. So this is... This is this is SECO uh, in a nutshell, basically. Yes, SECO in a nutshell. And... Uh, Siko uh, is not so known, perhaps, but uh, I'm I'm sure uh, your audience know Cormanet uh, yes, definitely. Uh, very well. Yeah. And you said you studied mechanical engineering. Yeah. So how did you end up in the aftermarket? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. You ask them all the time, but and you no know one what? can tell you. Once you're in the aftermarket, you will not leave it anymore. Yeah, it's a I, trap. I, do, I don't be know ca why. Be careful, it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I started 2006 in the automotive aftermarket. Um, and uh, it's a, an amazing sector because I think it's so changing and so um yeah and a lot of people say it's a kind of family because uh you know the people yes. since years uh perhaps they changed the company so perhaps you are receiving yeah, from the yeah, same yeah, people yeah. different yes, business cards yes. but at the end it's a big family and uh, I'm, I'm really proud to be the part of this family since 2006 and yeah no i agree it, it is also like a global family you go yes. especially now yeah. when you go to the trade shows again you meet yeah. the people and everyone is very yeah. easy going absolutely it's, it's really great to talk to yeah. them again yeah but i absolutely. guess the last time we met was also at an event it was at the uh Klepa conference in 2019 and exactly. uh, Frank Schlehuber will also be a guest in another episode <laughs> but that was the last time we met so it was yeah. before all the COVID yes and yes. so what happened in between yeah uh, and we, you became CEO as we I are. became CEO so <laughs> so you made it <laughs> I made it <laughs> um, yeah uh, a lot of things uh, changed for especially for us as a, as a company so we went through uh, COVID, as everybody. Um, I think we we went quite well through. Um, you know, business always some struggling somehow during uh, COVID time, but uh, I think we managed uh, to do it quite well. We uh, what we did uh, in, in yeah in, in 
perhaps as, as one uh, topic, it's uh, our uh, public funded projects. Uh, mm. We are engaged in a lot of uh, in, in three public funded projects. Uh, one we finished during uh, COVID time and one will be uh, presented tomorrow from 11 to 12. Okay. It's called uh, Rezips and will be a workshop for wholesalers, remanufacturer for everybody that it's uh, yeah um, interested in how core management, so use parts management, uh, can be handled in in a digital and easy way. And a kickoff and, is uh, tomorrow here at Automechanica. It's Auto tomorrow at the Automechanica. Yeah, that's nice. And yeah. is is it a like a big EU project or? It's a big EU project, um, and um, we so it will be finished uh, November. It's mm. um, where uh, yeah the project itself is finished, but out of the pro this project we um, have been able to um, uh, yet yeah, to, to develop a. a digital product out of it uh, and this digital product uh, will help uh, business partners to have a more transparent more easy way to implement core management and circular economy itself and um, yeah we are yeah we are really looking forward to it so, so the whole project took place during the covid period so yes. was that difficult or get, did you get an extension then Yeah, we indeed we uh, we asked for an extension at the EU uh, Commission um, for half a year, um, as uh, the problem was we we wanted to demonstrate that our product or our project will work in the market, but to demonstrate or to have a demonstration, yes. you need to be on site. Yes, in and a remote world, it's difficult. Exactly, and uh, to be honest, we also. Before COVID, we have not been so sophisticated and so used to uh, have everything online. Mm. And so we asked for half a year extension and um, this will, yeah, this is uh, what will happen now yes. uh, till end of November. Yeah. But great. So you're doing several of these of these uh, yeah. EU projects. Yeah. So w what is the what is the main driver for this participating? Because I myself, I have like a... Uh, science project background so to speak because mm -hmm. when I was at Caruso it was a pre-company pre stage it was a collaboration between Tech Alliance and Fraunhofer in uh, mm -hmm. Kaiserslautern Fraunhofer IESA hello to the old colleagues and I guess it's really good to get yeah. this scientific input because also Tech Alliance was at a stage where they they had an idea about creating this uh, or the idea was we need the data from the cars yeah. and we need to create something maybe a platform maybe not we don't know And then to get the expertise in. Yeah. So uh, what drives us is uh, mostly it's learning. Um, for example, we also participated at a project called Car E. Uh, so the electrification. I of heard the, that's the, uh, that's the I, I did my I did my homework and I saw the Car E project and it has all the buzzwords. It was exactly. fleet. Yes. Mobility service and electrification. Electrification. <laughs> so what was our part? It's, you know, electrification. What are we doing with the battery? Yes. Battery. Uh, it's still, uh, yeah, a topic. How to bring it back? Um, and this, uh, within these projects, we try to learn. We try to evaluate what do we need to do to make it happen in the market. And especially for circular economy, I think 
that we will establish circular economy not by doing everybody his own things, mm-hmm. but to combine our strength and to go into partnering um, and to yeah to work together. No, but especially, I guess the uh, the battery is a good example yeah. because you hear in uh, in China there's one approach that do when you when you go to the charging station they change a battery completely yeah. and then you have get get a, yeah. a new full battery yeah. and your battery goes out um, of the car. Yeah. But imagine doing this in Germany, then the people start, but this is my battery now I have a faulty battery or whatever. So this is really exactly. difficult, I think. This is one aspect. The other aspect, it's the legal situation because battery, it's a hazardate good. Um, so you need to transport it very carefully. Yes. You cannot transport and uh, stock it in a yeah in an easy way. And this makes it difficult because you cannot anymore, you know, use your synergies in the transport or your warehouses. You need to build up everything uh, new uh, and in parallel. So you cannot uh, make use of your synergies. And another thing is that each country in Europe, it's handling it in a different way. So the legal situation uh, within Europe, it's still somehow not not easy and not clear uh, to everybody. And this founded projects, um, yeah, helps us also to get in contact directly with the uh, European Commission. So um, what is still obstacles uh, to um, to go over? Uh, so and yeah, it's. Um, But in general, uh, to to which degree can such a big battery be reutilized, re upcycled to 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 be used in another car again i guess it's very and this is something that it's not still not clear uh, mm. at the moment because you need still um it's uh, difficult to know what is the it's called state of health of, of a battery and only if you know what the state of health of the battery is um you can then approach what should you do with this battery uh in the most cases it's still about recycling mm. and uh Yeah, and if you have the scope to recycle s- something, then it's still, it's uh, then you're handling waste, and handling yes. waste in in Europe, it's uh, it's really a big deal. Yes, uh, that's true. But is it then comparable? Because many, many, many call the electric vehicles now smartphones on on wheels, and I guess we have a similar issue with all the smartphones we create. I mean, just yeah. like yesterday or last week was the. The new Apple iPhone was revealed. So yeah. how many people are there who buy a new iPhone? And there's also very good Android phones and whatever. But buying a new phone each year and then they, they, it, the old one goes to trash. And there's also batteries, yeah. there's uh, Absolutely. materials in there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I always said, uh, and, and I stated this uh, several years uh, ago already, um, a circular economy is established when people are proud to use products in multiple life cycles. Yes. Today, today is it like, hey, look at me. I have the new iPhone. Uh, it's have all these features. Nobody is saying, hey, look at me. I have a used product. Uh, it's now the second or third or fifth uh, time it's repaired and it's still working. So I think if we want to establish sustainability, uh, establish circular economy products at a uh, high value products um 
we need i think we need everybody need to change his mindset yes and um yeah and uh, at the end be proud to have something uh, already used uh, and uh, and do you think there's a, there's now a change in sentiment and with the younger generation i mean when yeah. you see all these gen z people so the generation after us yeah. They, are, they think very sus sustainable, sustainable and you have like at least in fashion also the big players yes. they try to put this they call it pre-loved yeah. fashion yeah. so and all and the vintage stuff and they were they are proud yeah. to have it like yeah. upcycled yeah. Or and you know our generation for sure we have been proud when we you know bought our yes, first look, car there's my new iPhone <laughs> there's my new car yes you know I, I was very proud to, yes, to buy you. my You know, very, very new car. Nobody yes. was. And the generation now, it's, no, I don't have a driver's license. Yes. You know, I, I use a fleet car or whatever. So the mindset, it's not any more important to have something. Mm -hmm. I use some something. And um, this is exactly the change of mindset. Uh, they are, you know, they don't need to have it. And... Uh, Yeah, our generation, we still love to have new things. Um, yes, that's true. <laughs> you already ordered the new iPhone, no, right? No, 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 but, but, mine, but mine is very broken, so I hope I, I get a new one. <laughs> Or maybe yeah. an, an, uh, an pre-loved one, something upside. Pre-loved one, yeah. I, I, I think we uh, also need to give this used products um, a better image. So it's not about to be eco, uh, you know, or old-fashioned yes. or... Um, Yeah. So I mean, I guess in general you need to be, you need to think about being uh, more resourceful, and yeah. also a lot of companies they they maybe are highly profitable, but what what when when you when you when you read the P&Ls and the annual reports, you don't. It, it's not just automotive companies, but you don't. There's not. There's no account for the resources they use. Yeah, and which, I think what they take from the from society will, yeah. or Earth. And this will change dramatically the next years, uh, especially the, with the new uh, European taxonomy, uh, mm. where you need to declare how many of your turnover you're doing with sustainable products. And you need to declare what your costs and your resources are. And, um, and this, uh, this will change uh, because green, to have a green spirit is good. But for a company, it's also important that it's, you know, economic-wise also yes. feasible. And, uh, yeah, this is to come back to, to us and to our USP. This is exactly what we think that we can get, give a benefit to our business partners because we make core management and the, the whole aftermarket handling uh, more transparent so that they can take, you know, informed decisions and um, give transparency to the market. I think it will help uh, to uh, to establish remanufactured product more and more in the aftermarket. And uh, in this whole big sustainability picture, I mean, sustainability is now like like one of yeah, the topics bus, which is dragged through yeah. the market in every yeah. annual or quarterly yeah. call. They show how sustainable we are, yeah. and yeah. and we are we, we are doing doing all these efforts to be more sustainable. How in this big sustainability picture does does uh, does your company fit in, or which part? Yeah. So what we provide is we we want to bring two players 
closer together. On one hand, wholesalers, workshops, and so on, they are creating the used products because they are exchanging it out of the um, uh, car. And the remanufacturers, so the suppliers of the reman product that need uh, used parts for their remanufacturing. Uh, and so what our scope is to bring these two parties closer together to make the business more transparent. Um, and uh, yeah, and what, what is our role in the uh, sustainability is more used products are coming back, more um, uh, raw materials we can save. Um, and uh, yeah, this is so. This is our our target. Uh, With your your target group, so. our target group indeed are uh, wholesalers and remanufacturers. Mm -hmm. um, on one hand, uh, wholesalers need to, you know, uh, almost all uh, reman products are have some incentives uh, like surcharges or mm -hmm. whatever. There there is a certain business model behind it. And uh, so they need to, you know, to have the transparency to know, okay, what are my uh, liabilities? Uh, what are, you know, what need to, what do I need to send back? Yeah. Um, and to make sustainability and economical, uh, um, yeah, benefits bring this together for both parties. And this is what we, yeah, what we are focusing on. And how does your business model work then? So I'm a wholesaler or parts manufacturer and I come, I give you a call and I yeah. tell you, I need, I need, I need a, a, a Someone, sustainability yeah. slide in my next yeah. presentation. How can you yeah. help me? What, so what do what, I have to do? What we normally do, we analyze what are the obstacles today of our customers. So yes. is it more the physical bringing back or mm. is it the, you know, the transparency that they need for the business often it's both because without a physical you cannot you know um, make any digital product uh, out of it um, so and what we are taking care it's you know closing the loop mm -hmm. meaning um, the product somehow needs to go back but to whom you have perhaps 10 suppliers um, it's not your core business. So as a wholesaler, mm -hmm. you want to sell products, you know, you want to make yes. the business selling out. So it's not your core business to bring back cores and to administrate or to manage everything. And this is what we want to take uh, care about it. So, um, and how does, uh, legislation, uh, come into play here? Because what I, from what I know in, uh, in, in France, there, it's the case that there's some, legislation that uh, used or upcycled parts need to be used again or must be sold again back into the market. Yeah, so as it's important that the product, a used product is not declared as waste. Yeah. Because once it's declared as waste, it, it remains waste. So for us, it's always used products and we handle it as a used product. So meaning also with... with um, customs declarations uh, and whatever we always uh, transport it in a used uh, in a news content and uh, then um, for sure you have different legislations uh, during uh, from from country to country but it's not uh, not a big deal so mm. we are yeah we are used to it so we know 
uh, we know and how to do it. Is it is it different uh, de depending on the product? So are there products which are easier to handle and products which are more complicated? For sure, electrical components are mm. easy because you know some pins or whatever they are quite yeah uh, sensitive to, to to use or to to handle. So you need to be to be uh, careful. Um, and yeah, but normally we use every used product very in a very soft way uh, because we know that it's the raw material. Um, yes, and so. Yeah. And talking about used product, what pops into my mind is is eBay. So they don't want to hear it because they say we also sell new product. And they are this this year for the first time. They have a big area uh, over here in hall number four. And how do these new players or e-commerce in general affect your business on this? I mean, because the traditional uh, traditional yeah. business in the aftermarket is you have your manufacturer, you have your wholesaler, you have the workshop, yeah. and then. Once, uh, once in a sudden, we have the Ebays, we have the Amazons. Yes. And yeah. are they in, in like consumer goods? Are they more advanced regarding this topic, or do they have already measures in place um, we could learn from? Let's let's say they are also struggling with, uh, uh, especially if it comes to business models like uh, uh, administrating incentives. Yeah, so they're also struggling with this kind of business models. So, um, but I still need to talk to eBay. So <laughs> I can hook you up later. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, aftermarket is changing. Uh, aftermarket is uh, uh, is changing a lot, and I'm really looking forward how it's uh, you know from from today to I don't know. Uh, in several years, how this structure that we are used to, you know, uh, suppliers, wholesalers, perhaps a retailer and then a workshop, how this will, will change. Uh, But what do you think will be, will, will have the biggest impact? Because many, or at least for, for, for a time, everyone was, I wouldn't say feared, but the biggest change was this electrification. And I don't really see it because this is still cars, people driving it, they need to get repaired. They have other parts, less parts. Okay, I get that. But what I see more difficult is what we spoke about uh, earlier, the Gen Z, they don't want yeah. to own a car. So yeah. this is the loss of ownership. And yeah. if I don't own the car, I don't go to the workshop. Exactly. So, um, and, and this is exactly what I meant by uh, the aftermarket will change. We, you know, the behavior of the user is changing. So the aftermarket need to change. And uh, it will be more focused on services. Um, not owning a car, meaning there will be perhaps fleets. Yes. Um, fleets perhaps will have partners. Uh, and, and so, yeah, the structure will, will definitely change. But it's due to... The user is changing and the, the mind of the user is changing and uh, we need to adapt on this. Okay, so we learned that in the future less people will own cars. So that, that's one of the hot topics. Uh, but what else? So uh, to close our talk for today, if we meet again at Automechanica Frankfurt 2030, what will be our topics? So I hope we meet earlier, of yeah. course, <laughs> but we probably will also meet 2030. And what will we talk about then regarding also you and and uh, and the echo and the market in general? 
I think the market in general will focus more on sustainability. Uh, will for sure on the automechanica we will see more uh, remanufactured repair uh, services. I think we will see more uh, service oriented uh, automechanica, and we will be a little bit older. We will be old, yeah. but we will still look older. fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, thanks for your for your time. It for was a being pleasure, here, Christian. Uh, to to end this because we have uh, we have like thousands of CEOs now uh, watching and listening. If they if they are now curious and they need some more bullet points on their presentations regarding sustainability, yes. how they can, how can they reach out to you? They can uh, contact me. So I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, we um, yeah on the Seiko uh, homepage. Website, yes. Um, exactly. Or That's the C-eco.com. C-eco.com. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah. And then or you get via LinkedIn, Maria Bonelli. Yes. Go to LinkedIn, contact her, and do something for the sustainability. sustainability. Exactly. Thank you very much. Thank you, Christian. It's a wrap. That was the first episode of our Tech Talk Automotive Aftermarket podcast. If you now want to go deeper into the circular economy or sustainability topic yourself, you'll find all the contact details of Maria and the guys from Seco in the show notes. If you haven't yet, now it's the time to hit that subscribe button. That's a little plus at the top. Check out the video version of Tech Talk on our YouTube channel or dive right into our next episode, which is also already available. Take care and bye-bye.